ora, and welcome to Tech Bytes. I'm Craig Young, CEO of Tuans, and once a month I sit down with a digital leader and have a chat about things that are important at the time. This month I'm talking with Angela Nash, she's the CIO at New Zealand Rugby, and we cover things such as the upcoming Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. I hope you enjoy this session. Well, kia ora and welcome this afternoon to uh, this month's Tech Bites. Um, I'd like to welcome Angela Nash, who is the CIO at New Zealand Rugby, proudly wearing the T-shirt today for the Women's Rugby World Cup later this year. I hope we're all going to go to that. And Samantha Smith from Spark is joining us as well. Unfortunately, Sam's having troubles with her uh, camera, but she's uh, here with us anyway. So look, we're going to dive straight into it. Um, Angela is a career IT professional. I've talked to her several times, and she's got a pretty much a broad history across many industries, including telco and technology and sports, um, with a particular interest in digital enablement and future tech. She's an accredited business mentor, executive and director, and she speaks regularly at industry events on managing in times of change, technical disruption, diversity, and women in IT. So let's dive straight in. how about um, I ask you, Angela, to introduce yourself a little, including what your role is there at New Zealand Rugby, and um, a little bit about some of the other things you're involved in. Yeah, sure. So, like you said, so I'm Angela. I'm the Chief Information and Technology Officer at NZ Rugby. Um, I do a couple of different things with uh, alongside my day job. So I mentor some uh, high-tech business startups. I sit on a few boards, one of which is the, um, I'm on an advisory board for Starmix, which is an ESR company that does DNA sequencing software. Also um, uh, sit as a future director on the board of Cordia. Um, And I've just recently finished up with um, a funding panel for Internet New Zealand and a a couple of other little bits and pieces like that. So um, yeah, it's something that I take quite seriously, sort of governance and supporting and sort of being out and about and, in the community in which I operate. So yeah, that's kind of what I do, yeah. Yeah, and we're also involved with the Tech Leaders Executive Group as well, aren't we? That's true, we are, yes, yes. yes. Awesome. Angela, so your background's been in tech-type com- uh, companies. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about uh, your journey and why and how you ended up in uh, such an iconic organisation like NZ Rugby? Yeah, sure. So um, so I actually did an IT degree at university and I'm one of the few people that I find in technology who actually has a degree in technology. We tend to find people um, sort of fall into this job um, for lots and lots of different reasons and lots of different pathways, which I think um, it's an interesting thing that you don't have to be a nerd to end up in technology. I think it's a really important lesson that I've learned along the way. Um, yeah, I sort of, you know, I've done testing, software testing, and I've been an analyst programmer. I've written code. I've done IT ops and support and, you know, various other bits and pieces. And sort of how I ended up with rugby was, um, yeah, just having a conversation with the right person at the right time. And they sort of said, you know what, they're looking for a new CTO. And I think um, I think you're exactly what they need. So I went and had a bit of a chat. And now I'm here, which I think is probably reflective of how you get jobs in technology I think is uh, often it's you're in the right place at the right time. Mm, absolutely and and so what cool new tech is being implemented in, in um, this high profile sport to help us stay on top? Yeah there's I mean certainly not specific to rugby but sport in general I think um, you know fan engagement um, and generally just wearable technologies and things like smart um, smart balls now that you can see 
um, distance and speed and things like that. You can um, there's mouth guards and wearable clothing that tell you head impact because um, obviously head injuries and and general player health and safety is so important. Um, and there's all sorts of sort of different technologies now that actually give you insights as to what the players are dealing with when they're out on the field. And again, not just for rugby, but certainly in you know soccer and things like that as well. And NFL obviously is a huge one. So I think. Um, it's moved significantly in the last sort of five to 10 years and what fans are looking, you know, most people don't go and watch a live game. Um, you know, most of New Zealand rugby fans or certainly all Blacks or Black fans fans will never actually get to sit in the stadium and watch their teams play in person. And so, you know, getting insights onto all of these things is so hugely important for everybody. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff um, from those different technologies serves both the fan experience but also looks after the players a lot more than maybe previously has happened. So I think those sorts of technologies are only going to get broader and more um, endemic into sport as we go over the next sort of five years. Yeah. Yeah, that smart ball one is really interesting because I'm a bit of a, I mean, I love my rugby, but I also watch football and, um, you know, they've been hesitant to bring technology into the into that into soccer or if you want to call it that football and um but smart balls surely it's got to answer a lot of the questions because they've got rules like you know it's always those rules about the sideline sorry i'm getting off track now but you know football it's in soccer it's the whole of the ball over the whole of the line well you know that's tricky to figure out sometimes but um, i just remember being at a conference oh not even five, 10 years ago and IBM showing the latest and greatest and tracking, um, uh, you know, the athletes around the field. We've come so far so quickly. Yeah. Really. yeah, huge. And I mean, when you think about the GPS trackers that they wear in the back of their jerseys, and then if you sort of overlay that to, um, you know, you can get jumpers or jerseys now that measure impact and, and you know, um, temperature and all sorts of stuff like that. And then you overlay that data with, um, field information or ball technology or, you know, helmet or mouth guard or whatever, you get this really rich set of data that, you know, I think could, could potentially go too far as well because you want to sort of make sure the game's actually still a game. But I think some of, um, you know, if you actually use those insights in a really smart way, you can actually really make the game so much more safer but also sort of um, not necessarily speed it up because you don't always want to speed it up, but make the game more enjoyable for people to watch as well. So, yeah, I think there's a huge opportunity in there. That's a really good point because games like rugby and football, you know, the ball's in play quite a lot, whereas a game yeah. like cricket, that's a statistician's dream, right? And they just want more yeah. and more data anyway. So you've got to yeah. pick the right thing. Hey, look, we better yeah. get back on track. I mean, okay. we, can't, we can't go past the fact that you are a woman working in what has been a very male-focused sport. Um, yep. And how do you think your role can help raise the profile of women in rugby and, and sport in general? Yeah, and it's a good observation because not only um, am I in a male-dominated industry, but I also have a male-dominated role, right? So there's there's not a huge amount of female CTOs um, out there invisible. Um, and so I think for me, um, you know, certainly when I connect with my counterparts globally um, and other rugby unions around the world, you know, they are all male. And I think, you know, at some point you just sort of have to almost forget that fact and just be visible and be there and be present and make yourself available to go and, you know, talk at things like this. And, you know, and I, I certainly take that fact that I'm a female in a male-dominated industry and a male-dominated sort of role um, quite seriously. And I try and talk and be 
present and go to conferences and be available to mentor and you know just just sort of be as visible as you possibly can um because i think that's that's how people realize that you can go and do it by seeing others yeah you actually you're right i hadn't thought about that you are a, a, a woman in in, a, in an industry that's heavily male as well and we know yep. that's 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 quite an issue that we want to work through um yep, particularly around so. development of skills coming forward etc hey yeah. um just i'm going to stick to this one a little bit um last year just you know we were talking um just before we came on live that um you know the the sevens team had done a great job a couple of weeks ago and um last year i had the privilege to actually talk to sarah hirani after mm-hmm. the Olympics, while she was still on MOQ, actually, we managed to grab her for 20 minutes for Tech Bites, just exactly like this. And um, awesome. so I thought I'd ask you one of the questions we asked her, which mm-hmm. was um, in her interview after the final, we heard about how the team is empowered by the coaches. I mean, is yeah. there something in there that you can share with our young Wahine, especially in tech roles, where they might feel they aren't empowered as individuals? I just wondered how you'd answer the same question. Yeah, certainly. And certainly, um, you know, Sarah Hirini, um has got such amazing insights on, you know, high-performance sport and, and what a good team looks like and things like that. Um, and I went back and watched that interview and, um, yeah, it's just so engaging, such a great, great speaker. I think um, for me, one of the things, probably the biggest lesson I've learned is don't wait for somebody else to offer you an opportunity. Don't wait to be asked. So you can actually, I think... Um, the opportunities to be empowered are there. I think you can't wait for somebody to tell you that you ha- you are empowered to go and do something. Does that make sense? So I think um, I, you know, very early on in my career, I always felt like I needed somebody to help me move or help me, you know, spot opportunities or sort of give me a leg up. And actually, the more I the the more I'm involved in, in this industry, the more I realise the opportunities are there. You've got to go chase them and you've got to go put your, be visible and get out there and put your hand up. Um, and actually, you know, it's a two-part story. There's two parts to that equation. You need to empower yourself. The opportunities are there. Um, you know, certainly it's good to have mentors and it's good to have support. And, you know, you, you and I both know that networks are important and all of those sorts of things. And you have to do your legwork as well. But, you know, the opportunities are there. If you want to sit on a board, start applying for boards. Go sign up to go, you know, get your training underway. Take, take you know, take the reins yourself. Because um, I think that's, you know, people kind of wait for opportunities from somebody else. And actually, they're out there. Go find them. Yeah. Don't wait to be asked. That's great advice. So we're going to pivot a little bit to thinking more about the nation. In your opinion, is the COVID-19 accelerated digital transformation able to be maintained or... Do you think impact's been more patchy? Yeah, it's an interesting um, thing to think about because I think in some way, you know, you'd almost hope that it cannot be maintained at the pace that it's moving because everybody actually just needs a little bit of a rest and a break and you almost need a little bit of corporate patience. If you've gone through a massive disruption and you've gone and um, changed a whole bunch of stuff, you actually need to let things settle a little bit to see what's working and what's not your staff need time to you know settle in and, and have a think as well because um you know when we when we disrupt anything digitally or not um you know that takes a lot of energy and time and, and people's headspace is distracted um and i think there's always a there's always a calm period after massive disruption and i think you know globally we've had huge disruption in all of our um you know sort of corporate areas or businesses or whatever we've had huge disruption and so i think 
my fear would be maybe we don't want it to be kept going at the same pace that we are because I'm just not sure anybody can keep going at that pace. Yeah. But, um, but you know, certainly not stop, but maybe just, you know, depending upon how much, and it'll be an individual thing and depending upon which business you're in, but I think maybe a little bit of patience and a little bit of settling is probably what people actually need right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I think... Um, you know, there's there's so much going on, and and we, as in two ends, you know, we have the aim of New Zealand being in the top ten digital ready nations by 2030, um, and we um, our, our latest report is showing that we're actually going backwards a little bit against other people. But but what big ideas do you think a country like ours really needs to focus on? Yeah, I, I mean, I certainly, um, you know, I think a lot about these sorts of things. And one of the things is we're such a trusted nation in so many ways. And I think um, global services, particularly from a technology perspective, are coming becoming so important. And if you were, if I'm to pick on something like cybersecurity, for instance, generally people don't like to go outside of their country to get to deliver cybersecurity services. But actually New Zealand's got such a good reputation and we're so trusted that, you know, there's opportunities for us to be a global provider or a global deliverer of, of a service that traditionally people wouldn't go to another country for. So I think there's opportunities for us to sort of leverage leverage where we are in the world, leverage our location, um, you know, but also leverage our reputation for delivering really top quality technology services out beyond our, our borders. So I think, you know, things like that, um, I'm not sure there's any big ideas as much as people just like trying to deliver all the things that you need. I think, um, you know, I worry about, certainly not the only one, I worry about our ability to service our resources and, and actually fill the gaps that we have. And so I think something that we need to think of as a nation, and certainly with our tech leader hats on, you know, we talk about this all the time, Craig, is, um, you know, where does the next generation of technology professionals come from and how can we make sure that they get what they need to do an awesome job when they get here? So, you know, those are the two things I think, you know, are our biggest opportunities. Cool. And finally, what's driving you to keep going with all the things that you're involved with? Yeah, I mean, I, do you know what? I, I get up every morning and I just think um, there's two parts. I think one, you, you always try and leave something in a better state than what you inherited it in. So I think, um, you know, looking after your staff, doing a good job, being, you know, part of um, a team or a company that, that's, that's doing something that's interesting and exciting, but also just being a good human, you know, like I, I, I go and mentor and I sit on boards and I, I try and be out there and about um, just because, you know, if you're participating um, with the idea of delivering something to your community or to your team or to your peer group or something with a lens of I'm just trying to be a good human, I think that that's, that's something I always come back to, you know, does this help me do the right thing? Does this help somebody else's day? Does this make somebody else's life a bit easier? Then, you know, those are all the good things that get me out of bed in the morning. Cool. Hey, look, it's been so good to talk to you. And, like, every time I talk to you, I want to go off on a tangent all over the place and <laughs> talk tech and how it gets developed into sports and things like that. Um, but we know that, you know, just talking to you has been a joy. But um, you got any last comments or thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, do you know, I think just circling back to your question about how do you empower um, particularly young wahine um, in technology roles, um, or even sport for that matter, I think, um, you know, I think the world's changing. Just a little anecdote, I was in the um, Hobsonville RSA a few weeks ago, um, just because we, we, we go down there a reasonable amount. And um, one of the things that I, I certainly have never seen in my entire life at an RSA 
um, was they had women's NF, um, NRL on the TV screen um, and half the people there were glued to it because it was an amazing match and they didn't care the gender of the people playing. They didn't care the sport. It was a great game and everyone was watching it. And, you know, at the time I just sort of went, wow, I wouldn't have seen that 10 years ago because uh, they would have been asking for something else to go up there. And I just think the world's changing um, and, you know, be ready for it. It's coming. I'm really hoping that Super Rugby Opeki is really, um, you know, expands Same. next year and into something yeah. interesting, amazing. Um, yeah. You know, I watched a lot of those games, even though my favourite team didn't do so well, um, <laughs> being a Cantabrian. Hey, look, it's been a, a, a great to talk to you, Angela, and to have you with us too, Sam. And so I'd just like to thank you for your time. I know you're a busy person, got a lot on your plate, and um, hopefully we get to talk again sometime soon. So thanks very awesome. much. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Angela.